Oh boy. Aliens. Fucking aliens. Fucking aliens. Fuck yes. Aliens, I gotta tell you, man, I I, I hate scary movies. <laughs> and this you, is what you said. Uh, and, yeah, I I uh I'm learning these things about you that I guess we're not as close as I thought we were because again, I was not aware that you had such a distaste for scary oh movies. God, you well, you know, when you're younger you kinda hide your 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 insecurities and I'm very insecure around ah. scary movies. I hate scary movies. And and <laughs> you when you texted me earlier today with uh hey Let's uh you know we're getting close to October. We, we let's do a whole October month. I just my whole body seized up into a fetal position and was like this is going to be the most uncomfortable month well, of see, my life. Now I'm no, now I'm even more excited. I know you are. It's going to make for great podcasting. Movies that are going to terrify you. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's so I've spent the majority of my adult life trying to avoid these things, but um <laughs> aliens, yes. man. Aliens. Oh. It, it's. Uh, I mean, how, where do you want to start? Uh, I got a lot to say oh, about man. it. I mean, I, 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 I have a lot. I, I, I felt a lot watching this. There's yeah, a lot of feelings. I, I can imagine. So I listen. I um, I'm gonna. I'll admit. I'm actually like, I'm kind of embarrassed about how unprepared I feel for this because I did not. I prepared barely anything. I did watch the movie last well, hey, night. That's good. I'm glad you watched it. So I did. Yeah. So I figured I should at least do that part. But honestly, like I I don't normally I like will go over things and kind of think of, you know, talking points and stuff I want to bring up. I really have not prepared anything for this because truthfully, this movie Aliens is um, it's pretty it's pretty massive for me. And honestly, I've seen it so many times that there's it's it's one of those movies i really didn't need to rewatch um because i know it so well so okay so i'm you're gonna find this incredibly funny i am the exact opposite of you i think this may be the first time i've ever watched aliens all the way through fuck you i'm not kidding fuck you i'm not kidding are you serious i'm serious i think that was the first i had seen a bunch of the scenes and i had seen i you know nothing was I, I, I guess I, maybe I watched it. I I feel like that was the first time all the way through for me. I don't. I honestly. And I still broke it I'm up like, over two nights. It got to the really I'm scary concerned. part in the middle, and I went, "Oh, I'm going to watch this tomorrow." I am. I am concerned that uh, we call ourselves brothers at this. <laughs> I mean, this is this is shocking that I can't. I refuse to believe that that's true. I'm sure that at least one time we watched this together at some point i don't think so matt i don't think so i think that was the first time all the way through aliens yeah and i can't i'm gonna be this is gonna upset you even more i don't know that i've seen alien i have no recollection of aliens i don't know i've made i think i've seen aliens i i don't know that i've seen alien at all Oh man! All right, I think uh, I think we're gonna need to we're gonna wrap it up. I think this is gonna be the last episode of this podcast. Um, wow. Okay. Well. Well. I, hey, listen. You know what? No, that's great because I'm knowing that now. I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Well, Matt, I also think that you need to take you need to take some like you know take take this opportunity to to open my horizons because I'm I guarantee you there are a ton of okay. movies that you know and love that you think i'm like right there with you and i have not watched i bet money on it there's a lot of them 
Well, good. Yeah, we'll 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 get to them. So yeah, no, that's I have a lot to look forward to now. So I'm glad that I, I mean, if for nothing else, I'm just glad this podcast offered you the opportunity to watch Aliens, yeah, my friend. Because I would have never watched welcome, it. Is all I'm going to say. You're welcome. That's you know, I'm sure you pro- maybe you don't feel that way. Oh don't no, feel as grateful. Thank you. It was a, it was a great movie. It was a great movie. I, I'm oh, not God. as much as I hated watching it. It's a great movie. Ah. I got to say, I'm 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 not going to give it away because we save it for the end. But your reaction makes me really excited to share what Roger thought about this movie. OK, because I, I have a feeling that that your feelings and Roger's feelings were very similar. I already I can sense it. So I'm excited. I'm just going to tease that at the beginning. OK, well, let me I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and take the helm here. Take it. So, yeah. So Aliens, of course, is the sequel to Ridley Scott's 1979 film Alien. Or as I call it, um, Alien 1. Aliens 1. Alien 1. Yeah. Alien Part 1. Alien Part 1. <laughs> and then and then the second one is Alien Part 2. Alien colon, Part 2. Aliens. Yes. That is how it is in my brain. <laughs> much better. Much better title. Rolls off the tongue so much easier than And aliens. it's easy to yeah, um, you don't have to which one's which. I don't know. So Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm I'm digressing. Okay, so yes, aliens. Um, now it's this is a, this is a tough one because there are a lot. I mean, there are a lot of elements to this this movie, but also this franchise and the first film, Alien, uh, which is truly one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's one of the most brilliantly directed, executed films. Just in the history of movies, truly. I think it's, it is one of the few movies when people ask me what's a perfect movie, I go alien. That's like my go-to answer usually. Um, I, think it's, I think it's basically flawless. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts on this. I have a lot of thoughts on um, James Cameron, who directed Aliens, which that's, that's an important uh, point to make, that this was, um, of course, James Cameron uh, is the director of it at this point, to this day, still the two highest grossing films in the history of movies, um, which Titanic uh, and Avatar. That would be correct. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to. Well, first of all, I have to say this about James Cameron is that I have a lot of thoughts on James Cameron, but in serve in, in service of this podcast, I find it necessary to divide my feelings into two James Camerons. So, oh my God, Matt, you I'm and I are thinking this, the same thing. I, I'm loving where you're going you? with this. Okay. Yeah, because I was just about to say, okay, great, I feel like James great. Cameron had a had like a shift somewhere in the early '90s. Oh, oh my God, yes. And well, and this is the reason I'm bringing this up is because eventually uh, we will, of course, get to a certain movie on this list called Titanic. And that's because that for sure is on the list. I'm not, you know, I put it's on there. Um, and, and that will be the time to discuss <laughs> those feelings. Okay. But I don't want to get too much into the weeds on it here because this is not, this is a different era for Cameron. And this is not Titanic. This is Aliens. It's a very different movie. So for those purposes, I am going to, I'm going to say that there is one James Cameron, which is, his early films from like Terminator, Terminator, Aliens, Abyss, Terminator 2, True Lies. And then there's 
Titanic Cameron, Titanic and onward Cameron. Yes. Those are two different people in my mind. Oh, they, they so to- totally. The, I would have guessed that they were two totally. Di- I, if you had to ask, if I didn't know that he was the director of both of the, of all of those films, I would have clearly put Titanic avatar, that whole section as yes. a different director and then all of the previous ones. Right. Exactly. So I'm, so we're going to take, we're going to take that latter, James, latter day, James Cameron, and we're going to table him for now. We're going to put him over of there. Latter day, James Cameron's I like the that. church of latter day Cameron. Yeah. Um, we're going to, we're going to table that for another day. And I am going to exercise my restraint and to not allow my feelings about that James Cameron to infiltrate my feelings about this movie. Okay. Because for, because for the record, just to start off, this movie is fucking awesome. It is a great okay? movie. It is a great this movie. This fucking movie is incredible. It yeah. just is objectively. Like, whatever my feelings about that James Cameron are have no bearing here because this fucking movie is un- unreal. Oh, it's and from start it's, to finish. It's a great, it is a fucking great movie. It is just, it's just a great movie. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I have. I literally, I wrote like two notes. I couldn't because I had no notes to write because I was just watching the movie. I was like, "Yeah, yep. I got nothing. This is fucking." Same thing. I the mean, only so- notes I put down were notes that I wrote after I finished watching the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't write yeah. anything during it because, first of all, this this is a master class in suspense, and and keeping you in tension, but then having these moments where you come off of it. And, and you're able to have dialogue that develops characters and then ratchets up the yes. tension very, very well. Um, and it's another common theme. I'm just diving into it. We're just going to go right into it. There's another yeah, theme that good. we that's talk good. about a lot it. on all these other things. It's this, this perfect storm of special effects with actual physical creations that works so well. And oh then the limitations of some of that, that that the right. filmmaker is aware of, and the choices they make to try to work around those limitations, which actually add to the whole film. And this movie does it in just spades, all over the place. Yeah, this is, I mean, talk about, we, we you know, because again, we keep coming back to these 80s movies, and it's the same thing where we're just realizing, like, these, I mean, just the level of the level of invention of the yeah. film that the filmmaker had to have by necessity in the '80s cre- resulted in some just absolutely astounding stuff. The, the one, I mean, at least from the filmmakers who were ambitious enough. Like it was a time where if if you were a filmmaker that had a really strong, uh, you know, epic and ambitious vision, you had to work within those limitations, but. But just because of their sheer ambition, they couldn't help but kind of push the form forward. And that's and I got to say, again, and I keep having to remind myself, didn't ignore that James Cameron. This James Cameron was truly like this guy was pushing the envelope like every and, and increasingly, if you look at his movies during this time, with each one, he is pushing He's pushing further. He's going like, we can go further with this. We can take this. And but the, the the great thing about him is that it wasn't just technically, because even though those movies are they are, I mean, they're absolutely like technically stunning. They're just like it's some of the most incredible 
you know, effects work and design in any movies of, of that era ever, really. And but it's even more than that is he's actually also managing to tell emotionally involving stories that have characters that you can relate to and that have a logic to them that don't feel like they 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 always feel grounded and you know every step of the way you always feel connected to yeah the, you feel like they're people they're not just these kind of whatever kind of uh you know ancillary sketched in kind of cursory sort of you know sketches of people that they actually feel like fully fleshed out human beings his his priorities are always or in the synthetics right place in terms of, yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, or some good, good use of good term. Hey. I like that. Synthetics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And and this, I mean, I mean, God, yeah. There's there's a lot here. I mean, I have to say, I'm surprised that you, of your lack of knowledge of this, just because. Well, I'll tell you. Let me just. Okay, I'll tell you my my entry point into the alien universe, which I. I, which is why I'm a little confused because I feel like you must have the same memory. It was the great movie ride. Yeah. At MGM studio. Yes. I, I, and, and I'll and never you, forget and your and terrifying I, experience of it. And, and me sitting next yes, to you being, just well, freaking the hell out as a, as a young child. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyone, because I feel like uh, sadly now we have to kind of describe what this ride was because yeah. it's no longer there. It was the a great ride, movie yeah. ride. Oh my god! Is I mean, forget it. For me, are you kidding? It was like my favorite ride oh, it's such ever. A great, I mean, and now thinking the, about, it, I haven't thought about that ride in a long, long time. But now, oh just god. thinking about going through that ride, it's such a wonderful ride. It's, it's such a great ride. Looking, looking back, looking back, it's honestly probably like, in terms of my love of movies, it's probably much more influential and significant than I realized at the time. Like, right. because man, it was incredible. But anyway, so. So at MGM Studios, the ride was in the Grauman's Chinese Theater. They had like the whole centerpiece, like every park in Disney World had the centerpiece, like at Magic Kingdom, at Cinderella's Castle, Epcot's the giant fucking ball. And at MGM Studios, it was the Grauman's Chinese was like a re reproduction of that. And when you go through the line, it takes you through the lobby and there was all this movie memorabilia as you're walking through. And I'll never forget being in line. And I don't know how old it was. I mean, this was probably like, I don't know, five or six maybe at the time. And seeing in this case, this like weird, like sack looking egg thing. Right. And, and it was, of course, one of the, the eggs from Alien, from right. the original Alien. And I remember looking at it and saying, what's this from? Alien. What is that? And then we go into the last stage of the line, which is this movie theater, which is which is playing all of the trailers of the movies that are on the ride. I think we actually talked about this on the Indiana Jones episode because Raiders of the Lost Ark was part of that. So they showed the Raiders trailer. They also showed the Alien trailer. Right now, I don't I don't know how long it's been since you've seen it, but the trailer for Alien, the original, it's the greatest trailer ever made. It's actually if you watch it now, you'll think it was made yesterday. It is insane and that movie came out in 1979 and it's still like it's an incredible trailer and i remember watching it as a kid and it's i mean it's terrifying like it's because it reveals nothing right. but it's i don't know you, it, the way it's edited and it's incredible and I, i'll never forget seeing it and it was like i remember feeling like as a kid like i don't i feel like i shouldn't be seeing this like <laughs> i don't think we should be showing this to kids it was so intense 
And then, of course, we get on the ride, and then there's the whole scene where you, sequence where you go through the Nostromo, and you see it is Ripley, the animatronic Ripley, and the alien jumps. Out. I mean, yeah, it was fucking terrifying. Um, yeah, terrifying. absolutely similar, similar to Jurassic Park, quite traumatizing. Yes, yes. Yet another um, example of Matt, something that you love yeah. now, being absolutely traumatized <laughs> exactly. for <laughs> beginnings. So I see a theme it was, here. It was on, it was it was on par with the with the Wicked Witch on the Snow White ride, which now also <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. That was also fucking terrifying. But um <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Like, oh I God. do. There's it's just terrifying. so much of your of, of my existence is remembering you freaking out like when we were in Aragonas and you ran well, listen, into the into the kitchen. Back then, they didn't they didn't give a shit they weren't thinking about all the therapy that these kids were gonna have to go <laughs> right. through they were just like fucking throw shit at them It'd be great yeah. so yeah so no, anyway I, that was my introduction that to the yeah whole that would alien. be too we're going back that far one of my earliest memories is not is 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 from our uncle joe and i just remember <clears> him like i guess this movie had come out recently or whatever and he was describing the scene where bishop uh mm. takes uh bill paxton's hand and does this knife thing where he goes oh yeah and 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 is like slamming the knife down on the table in between each finger at like a sp- yeah. rapid speed and yeah. i remember our uncle joe like describing this to somebody who hadn't seen the movie and he was <laughs> he was taking a knife and doing it and but not and he was slowly yeah. speeding up and then he stopped and he goes I can't believe I'm actually showing you this like this this is kind of stupid that I'm I'm doing this but um that was one of my earliest memories of this movie and that and that person that person was you which was even yeah which is why I never watched this damn movie because I'm like fuck this you were shit fuck, um, you were fucking sick yeah, I was like fuck he's this like Jeff shit. Jeff come here let me show you something this movie is great let me demonstrate give me your hand let me let me show you the movie <laughs> um <laughs> I was like sure um. No, this movie. I look. Th- this movie is such a. It starts off. And the first note I wrote, that what I love about this, because it's a sequel, is that you see a. I wrote down that it is a it is a great look at a post trauma event. Like I love mm. that they take the time to show yeah. Sigourney Weaver's character after Alien. You know, presumably she's she's we find out that she's taken 57 years, I guess, to to travel. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, at the end of the first one, obviously, she was the sole survivor of Nostromo and she goes off in hypersleep and we pick up with her at the beginning of Aliens. Um, She's picked up by this like um, like I don't I don't know what they're they're intergalactic some some crew out. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they they end up. Uh, you know, reviving her, and she finds out she's actually been in hypersleep, floating in space for fifty-seven years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, and then she wakes up, and and it's you know part of the learning or whatever. But it's also there's all these great scenes of her waking up in like nightmares and having these these yeah, nightmares, yeah. like in something that you would obviously definitely have if you went through that experience. Of course. And I like that they they because later in the movie. She's, you know, she's clearly a badass, and she was a badass in the first uh, one. I take it because yeah. I don't remember seeing it, but yeah, we got. I mean, yeah, we got to die. I mean, I have so much to say about fucking Sigourney Weaver right. in this movie. I can't. Like, but what yeah. I love is the movie takes the time in the beginning of it and doesn't rush 
into it. I mean, like the problem nowadays with yeah. all sequels, and and we mentioned this when we talked about this before. We could get into sequels about this, and I want to get into to this, yeah, amongst other sequels. But I I think one of the things that happens too often in sequels is that because um, because you've seen this character before, they just jump right into action. Or they just jump right Correct. in because they don't feel like they need to take the time to actually develop the character. And what I love about this is that it felt like, okay, yeah, you know this character, but we're going to give you a little more depth. We're going to give you a little bit more, uh, a, a deeper look into her now and give her context right. now. And we're not going to just immediately throw you back into it. We're going to like slow walk it in. And I actually thought yeah. that was great. It, and it, For me, who d- doesn't remember the first one, um, yeah. Or if I even saw it, it, right. it makes this a standalone movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's a, that's a that yeah that's a good point too because this is, as a sequel it is very it's actually really unique in a lot of ways because because Alien I mean the first movie as I said I can't like it's just I mean that movie is I can't begin to describe how incredible that film is and in terms of the in terms of concept and execution and design, I mean, that movie is, uh, it, it, it's so fucking perfect. I just can't, it, to me, I just, I don't know. And, and but, the, but I know that a lot of people would, an issue with the film a lot of people had was that the characters are not fully, really fully fleshed out. Like they're, but here's the thing with that though, because they, on, on the surface, on the page, like they're very, kind of nondescript sort of characters, but the movie is so well cast that those actors make those characters feel like real people in a way that like that first alien, I, I I'm telling you has probably one of the top five, like greatest casts in a movie ever. And I'm not, that's not an exaggeration. That is, I believe that to be true because none of the dialogue in that movie feels scripted. It all feels like it's really being said by real people in a real situation. And it makes what the shit that happens in that movie so much scarier because you totally believe these are real people in a real situation. So, but there isn't a lot in the way of character development and backstory. There's in fact, there's none really. There's none at all. Um, And Ripley even is not. And it's one of the cool things about that movie is you don't actually even realize that Ripley is, the, the hero or the heroine right. until the third act. Like, and, right. it, and, and it's really only by, by process of elimination because everybody right. else dies. <laughs> She's the survivor. So, yes. But then in the third act, all of a sudden you have this incredible female lead that you're following and you, and you are so like, so dialed into her and, and, and she's, I mean, she's so incredible i mean in that first movie she just i mean clearly you could tell that she was going to be a huge star it was just one of those star making performances that come along every now and then but the way that movie ends with her being the sole survivor of this incident and floating off in space it definitely james cameron is coming into it in a kind of unique situation where he can really take this anywhere he wants because literally she's floating in the void of space and he can do whatever he wants to this character and I love that he takes the approach he does, which is I want to take the opportunity to find out who this woman is yeah, and actually like explore her psychology and really get to know her in a more nuanced way and not just jump into another, you know, monster fest. Right. Like, 
the fact that he takes that approach is so it's so great. And you're right. It is very uncommon nowadays for 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 someone to take that approach and also to to realize. And he very and he's, and he's talked about this. He recognized like there's no way I'm going to top Alien. I'm not going to be able to do that again. So whatever I do, it's got to be real wildly different. It's got to be a totally different right. approach to this material because I'm not going to better what Ridley Scott did in that movie. It's just not going to happen. So he, he chooses to go in a very different direction and kind of instead of more of the, the horror, because ultimately Alien, the first one, even though it's science fiction, is very much a horror film. It's a gothic horror movie. It's this almost is why like I haven't house. seen it. That's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. If if it's, yeah. if it's more oh. horror than what I, we just watched, then oh, yeah. I, oh no. my God. Well, this is more well this one i mean this one definitely has scares and definitely has it's it's very scary but it's more there's definitely more of a, a focus emphasis on the action in this one well, and I, than on the horror and before we move on i want to i want to point out something because you brought something up and i think and i and i want to comment on it which is that james cameron thinking that he couldn't one up alien i and and that he had to go in a different direction i also think another part of that is not only that he can't one up it but the 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 uniqueness or novelty of the idea has been is out of the box right so right, the yeah, alien is known you know what you're yes. dealing with so you don't have this what are we dealing with kind of specter yes. that is in the first one uh that that yeah. you do have that you don't have in this one so this right. is why i i just when i say as much as i hated watching the movie how great this movie is because of those things that the the directing technique and the storytelling devices that he uses, yeah. it, it is, you can't help but feel exactly what he wants you to feel in those moments. And he, and you, yeah. even when you know what to expect, like I knew the whole time exactly what we were dealing with. And yet right. through the whole thing, I'm feeling exactly yeah. what I should feel at every moment. And that's a yeah. that's a trick that is very I think is very difficult to do because then a lot of what makes scary movies suspenseful movies actually scary and suspenseful is the unknown is you don't know what yeah. you're what you're going to be seeing and when you've taken that away it becomes less right. scary and and I think he does a great job of keeping it very much like you're still terrified but not for the same reasons. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's a great point because, yeah, so much of what Alien, the first one, I mean, one of the reasons I love that movie so much is that it's just, and I keep talking about that one instead of this one. I know, we keep talking but, about the first one, but it's, hey, I, you got to. I'm sorry, I'm taking, you gotta, I'm, you gotta, honestly, yeah. I'm fangasming, okay? I'm, I'm, I can't help it. <laughs> okay, go but for it. That, but, but the thing I love about Alien is that it's the intention of that film and what Ridley Scott is trying to evoke and accomplish is so simple and and so like and, and and it's even down just to the title alien it's about the unknown that's what that movie is about it's literally just about our collective fear and dread and terror of something that is just totally beyond our comprehension that we we can't even we, we just we we have no understanding of this thing. We don't know what it's capable of. And and as the movie progresses, that's part of the fun. Like you said, you you start you are realizing with the characters what this thing is and what it's capable of. And that's part of the fun of that first movie. But you're right. By the end of it, you know what the alien is. So so, you know, 
like that's part of one of the things that's cool about this one is like because in this one obviously ripley she ends up joining these these marines who are going in to investigate this colony that's that's uh that's been built on the planet where the derelict alien craft that they encountered in the first movie is so we know what they're going into like we we and ripley know what they're going into but none of the other characters do and so we watch these marines like get all jacked up and gung-ho and everything and like but we know what they're they're about to what they're what they're going to face but we we don't know but nothing honestly truly nothing can compare can uh, prepare us for what is in store because it's so it's such a quantum leap from the first movie where it's just one alien right and then this one you know i mean it's aliens of course it's it's you know it's right there in the title it's going to be more than one and it's a lot more than one it's a it's a shit ton of fucking aliens and and it is just yeah and and i loved when and you said it very correctly the way he ratchets up the tension and because i think he i read a quote where he said that like if the first movie was more of like a haunted house sort of like carnival attraction, this one needs to be like a roller coaster ride. And that is exactly what it is. It is, it really does. Like there are peaks and crescendos of, of intensity and, and action and violence and suspense that are just masterfully orchestrated. And, and then, I mean, the last act of this movie is just fuck is just, it is truly like unrelenting. Like it's just, I mean, you barely have a chance to catch your breath. It's it's nuts. Um, but yeah, I, I think it is. It, and it is truly I mean, because it is interesting because this is the first you know sequel we're really getting into. And it does make you think, you know, what do we what do you want from a sequel? What do you what do you hope to achieve with a sequel? Because this truly is, I mean, by all accounts, one of the greatest sequels ever. Um, and. I, I think it's it does exactly what you want from a sequel, basically, which is, I guess, what you do is when, you, when you're making a sequel, you need to say, OK, what was it about the first one that people responded to? You know, what did because obviously it made a connection enough for us to make another one. So what exactly was it that they liked? And obviously we want to have that in our movie, you know, to a certain extent. But how do we take that and we need to ratchet it up because they're going to expect more. They don't want to just have the same thing. They want they want something more. Right. But you also want to hopefully you want to build on what came before. That's the main thing is you want to take right. that as your foundation, but then build outward from it and, and hopefully go a little deeper into the characters. That's and get where them I a think a lot of the miss is that they don't do yes, the totally. characters get lost and it goes all to plot. And, but yeah. I do want to take the sequel conversation and I want to, to, to um, split this down because I think there's a distinction here that that I was thinking about last night when I was, you know, thinking about this after laying awake at night, going I can't go to sleep because I just watched fucking yeah. aliens. And I'm, I'm not going to sleep. Um, but um, your night light on. Yeah, and the night light on, staring at the screen at the at the ceiling, going why why did I do? You're this? like Lex, um, Lex 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 Lex. Are you, are you Lex, still awake? Is there something? Are you still awake? Can you please? Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> I was trying to prepare myself for sequels, and and <laughs> I think there is two different um, types of sequels that need to be distinct. And then one is there are movies that have sequels that are predestined. Like I feel like the mm. Godfather movies are, you know, especially one and two, you know, mm. are basically based off of books, right? I mean, or at least largely based off of books. Am I correct in that? Or 
Uh, well, yeah. Well, the fir- well, Mario I mean, Puzo's basically, the Godfather. Yes. Well, the first one is all the book, and then the second one actually all the young Vito stuff with De Niro. That was all from the the book, but then right. all the Michael stuff is all original. Okay. Actually. So. So, okay, so yeah. the same thing applies, but like so, but like then you get the like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and 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 you know yeah. all all those which which are that's a totally different set of sequels, right? Because those are those are yeah. predestined. There's no real choice in the matter from a lot of 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 people. The other thing is, is right. I think with the Godfathers is that you had one director through that whole series, yeah. so it's it's kind of a unique, it's its own thing, you know. And yeah. the same thing with Indiana Jones. You have one director, or the Star Wars, the original th- three of the Star Wars, or something. So you have it's like one vision amongst a bunch of movies. I feel like those are separate and apart from something like Alien and Aliens, where not only yeah. is it a sequel that is ter- completely derived from the fact of the success of the first. It's not right. something that was preplanned, and then it is a totally different director and vision. Yes, those are two right. separate things, and I think that. I think that's why this one works so well is because you have, you need, like you said, you need to have something that adds to the character. And I think in some parts it, the best way to do that is to have a new voice and a new mind and a new kind of outlook on the same material in the same way that we, you know, we redo Batman and do all these things and you get these fresher looks of, of somebody. I mean, I think it's kind of a similar thing. You're getting more depth and looking at things from different angles. So I, I, yeah, I, yeah you can't debate. I Look, this movie, again, I, I'm kind of making light of how much I, I hate it. I didn't hate watching it, but I, I, it, I just don't like scary movies. There's a lot of this that I, I just instinctively don't like, but it is a, it's just let's a great explore, movie. Let's explore that. What is, where, what is the, so what like, was, um, I don't like, I don't like the cheap, uh, 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 gotcha, you know, scare tactic type stuff like, like jump, jump out scares shit. and stuff. Jump out yeah. shit. I don't like that. <laughs> you know. Um, that really, I, that, that does not sit well with me. Don't like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't mind the suspense. <laughs> I like that part doesn't, but then again, I think some of the suspense is built by the fact that the, something's going to jump the fuck out. And 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 right. that's what's the that's what's suspenseful. If I knew they weren't jumping out, there's no suspense. So it's the build is <laughs> when are they going to jump out? Uh, and they're getting closer. Yeah. And that's a device that they use. I, I want to get into this because this is the this is the part of the movie that yeah. I was so uh, that I loved. Um, hmm. In similar ways that they use it in Jaws, using the the music to delineate not only that the shark was there, but how close the shark was. I love right. that Cameron uses the radar with the beeping mm. mm-hmm. to to you know to suggest yeah. or to tell you how close they're getting and uses that yeah, as a that way a to kind of build device. up yeah. the thing. The other thing is as much as Stan Winston as great as Stan Winston is you oh, legends you can see the limitations of such a large you're you're trying to convey that this is a huge um a- alien I want to call it an right. animal, but you know, alien. All of them, they're they're large things. You can't show them um, like you would now with CGI, where you could do a full shot from behind, you know, and see it in all of it, and it's moving and the whole thing. Like you have to, you know. And so what I like is that he's like he recognizes that. Like I can't keep showing this thing, so I've got to convey it's there without. And he recognize and he 
rightly so, because of Alien, because of the first one. He knows, the audience knows what it is. Like, there is, like, so you don't have to show it. Just let it be out in the ether. We all see it in our head. We know what the fuck is out there behind all the damn doors and everything. I don't, like... He doesn't need to show me anything. It, the, and I think famously I saw a, a uh, interview with Steven Spielberg where he said, you know, you're never going to beat the audience's imagination. Yeah, and, right. You know, he, and I think it's such a great way to put it, which is you're never going to put something on screen that is better than what's in their head. So don't yeah. put it on screen if you don't have to because everyone in the audience will think of whatever it is they think of and that will be what is the best thing for them at that moment. And – yeah, Cameron leaving these things off the screen was great. And then the second thing yeah. that this is, I know I had two points, but I took a long time on the first point. But the second point is, I wrote down that a lot of the shooting, the the camera work felt very Jason Bourne like, handheld, hmm. very close up, not a lot right. of backup things, which is you know, which I thought worked really well because, yeah. again, yeah, I mean, it's really. Yeah, it's really like a combat movie. Yeah. It's shot like a combat movie. Yeah, very close up, handheld, yeah. like it felt like everything was right there. You know, you're not supposed yeah. to see in everything and the frenetic kind of in your face style adds that yeah. level of of intensity that that, you know, you couldn't really show with these creatures because it's not CGI. It's it's all actual yeah. things and they they're not going to move as quickly right. and fast and 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 smoothly. Although there's some that are clear, some really great shots where they look fantastic. Oh God. Yeah. There's, oh man, there's so many, oh, there's so many great. I mean, yeah, I love, and just again, going back, like the, just the design of the alien. I mean, HR Giger who created it. I mean, you know, just it's, there's just nothing like it. And I can't, I'm I'm still, I'm trying to move on from alien. I like this whole thing was just an excuse for me to talk about, talk about alien. No, no, but no, no, this, no, you're, you're right. And this one, Cameron, he had such a he had such a strong vision for how to approach this, and such an intelligent uh, approach, you know. Um, and yeah, very. Uh, and and this movie was, I think, massively influential too, because. And I was noticing in like the way, and we'll get into this more later. The the critical response, a lot of people respond were like responded very strongly to how intense the movie was, and it's something I had to in reading Positively that I was like, like, oh really? Well, kind of, well, uh, sort of both, okay. but, but it made me realize that like, oh yeah, like before this movie, they're like, even alien, the first one was more about suspense and dread. And, and this one is just full on intensity. And, and yeah, it must've been in 1986. It must've been a lot yeah, like, because, I... because it made me realize is that this movie actually was kind of uh in the same way that alien uh, kind of uh was a paradigm shifter in the science fiction like the monster movie like honestly like i mean truly after alien even i gotta say even like jurassic park is is following the paradigm that alien set because once that fucking movie came out it was like okay this is the bar that we have to meet uh if we're gonna do a movie about like something a creature that is otherworldly or doesn't you know, exist. And, and that, exactly like this is it is the template of like that's how you do it that is what you're that's the north star yeah you better um, live up to this otherwise it's gonna look like crap yes yes absolutely and i think this one also 
in its own way was a paradigm shifter because, you know, if you think about it, every single movie that followed that's about a bunch of characters fighting a horde of like creatures or vampires or whatever have you are all following in the footsteps of aliens. Like this movie really, this became the bar to me in terms of like, of like science fiction or action kind of that kind of a movie. Like truly, I think, cause before this, I, I, there really wasn't anything that intense and, and, and epic in scope in terms of what, the characters were, 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 were fighting against and, and just how intense those, the intensity of those right. scenes had never really been done before. And I feel like it, it really was kind of massively influential in its own way. So the fact that like, not only as a sequel, does it, does it build on the first one, but it actually took, takes, it also is groundbreaking in its own way. So it's right. like, I mean, yeah, this movie, it really does stand alone amongst, all sequels as being, you know, a great yeah. continuation of the first one, but really its own thing, you know, in a lot of ways and being really groundbreaking. Yeah. Too. And I, and I thought the, I thought there, there's a lot of things in here. I want to, I got a couple notes. I wanted to, bullet. Bill Paxton plays a wonderful sniveling, oh. like whiny. Oh my God. Bitch. Yeah. Kind of guy. Like Bill he, Paxton. the late, the late great Bill Paxton. Yeah. God. I mean, Oh, I just hated him from the get go. Like I, I just, oh, he's, he's such a, so great. yeah, I know he is. The character is great. <laughs> he fills the role that he's designed to play just perfectly. Yeah. But it just, the whole, at the moment he starts talking, I'm like, God, I hate this guy. I know I've met yeah. this guy before. Yeah. I hate this fucking guy. Um, <laughs> please have some alien eat his fucking face. I hate that guy. Um, anyway, so. But it also, <laughs> it's like, it, but it's, but it's also, I, I feel like. Yes, he's annoying, but it's also like, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of nice to see a character respond that way in this kind of movie, whereas most movies, people just act like they're totally cool and everything's fine. Right, like, right. No, that's true. I'm sorry. If you were in that situation, we would all be Bill Paxton. Right. I'm sorry. Like, none of us are going to be fucking Ripley. Oh, no, or I, I get it. I get it. You know, it. it's it's not him. It's not him freaking out at the end that bugged me. It's right. the, It's no. the stuff at the beginning where I'm like, God, you're just a. Just oh, you're just an asshole. Um, the other one is is that, and this is enough, getting back to James Cameron's uh, directorial choices and screenplay choices. And I don't again, I don't remember Alien, um, but I don't think Alien had a child in it. No, right. No. So I thought Not, this was no. a great choice as well. Um, yes, to bring a child into this example because it it. Um, for a number of reasons, one, it allows uh, Ripley to not be just a uh, kind of just a, a I don't want to say masculine because it's not masculine, but just like a a, a action uh, right star. But there's also now a mothering component to it, which I think Definitely. is very yeah. works very well in this situation. Oh my god! And then yeah, it also I think also r- ratchets up the tension a lot because now the child for and it's amazing because i think this is just a human emotion but for some reason you put a child in the situation and it goes every my anxiety goes through the roof even more even though i'm like they're both people oh yeah like they both could die for some reason with the child there it's like what the fuck listen yeah not to talk about another movie but fucking quiet place 
as a as a oh, as God. a parent, that movie gives me a fucking anxiety, like a tension headache. That's for John real. Krasinski like, and, and oh. Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah, right? amazing. Again, yeah. I don't not getting on a tangent. Brilliant movie, though. Okay, fucking great movie. But no, I um, thought that was no, a great I'm, choice by by them to to bring that uh, oh, yeah. that child in because it it. I, it it just it makes a whole nother element to this story. And again, to your point, totally different than Alien. Totally. And yes, this is and this is a great segue into talking about Sigourney Weaver, which I mean, holy fucking shit. Tour de force. She is she yeah. is so fucking amazing in this movie. Like I can't great. I she like truly and I I mean, she was phenomenal in the first one. Like I said, it was a star-making role. It was just one of those things. And that's also, again, one of the things I love about it is that it's sort of gradually revealed over the course of the film, and she just kind of comes into her home, and all of a sudden, bam, there she is. Do you feel like and that's like, like, oh, shit. Hearing you describe that, and I and I get to bring up another movie, but to, to hearing you describe that, would you say that that's similar to like Al Pacino in Godfather? Because I feel like what you just that, described actually, is very seem sounds very similar to how they describe is, Al Pacino. That's a very point. yeah, that's a that's a very interesting comparison. Yeah, I would yeah, it's similar to that. It is. We're like yeah, someone yeah, we're narr- like narratively you kind of you 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 aren't necessarily invested in them as the the central character, but then they gradually become the central character. Yeah, no, that's that is that's a good that's a good comparison. But yeah, it was so she was and it was yeah, it was just like oh yeah, she's a she's a star. And and then her performance in this movie is, I mean, it's so spectacular. And she and I and it's it's in it. I agree absolutely. The inclusion of the Newt character played by Carrie Han, the little girl, um, is like I mean, it's the heart and soul of the movie. It's it's absolutely. it's like it it's what it's what makes the movie. It's what elevates the movie beyond just a brilliantly made kind of action suspense thriller it actually it's what adds the emotional component to the film and and it gives the people who showed up a reason like you know newt is there they're saving newt otherwise you literally just took a bunch of people and put them on a rock with aliens that they didn't need to go to like it would have just been like oh well let's go do alien again but now with other people and more aliens Adding Newt made not only does it add so much other things, but now it's like it's totally different. They went to look, and now they're saving someone out of the circuit. Like it's a whole different thing, right? Absolutely, and and an element that actually I well I watched uh, in preparation for this. I actually watched the the director's cut of the movie because of course I have the director's cut because I'm a nerd. But I have to say there was something that was taken out of the theatrical version because I'm sure you watched the the theatrical version, which is still amazing and a classic. But something that was taken out, and I think this will kind of blow your mind, and and it adds a lot to the Ripley character, was that in the director's cut, it's revealed when Ripley awakens, you know, after 57 years, she had a daughter and her daughter died because, of course, she's been gone for 57 years. So Ripley, you know, having awakened from hypersleep now has to grieve oh, the daughter a, who she's lost. She had a daughter Mr. before she left. Yes. In before, Alien. before the event, first movie. Yes. So she, yeah. So she had a daughter oh, who's now dead. Oh, and yeah. Why'd they take that out? I know it's really, it truly it. I mean, like I said, it still does, it doesn't hurt it because the movie's still amazing. No, but it's great, but it really, 
it adds so much to it because you first of all i think it it makes ripley's choice to join the marines yes. going to lv426 it makes it more plausible because yes she because she's gone through this and she feels she realizes there's families on this place and, yes. she, and it makes it more plausible that she would go back that is the one you know that, yes that is the one part of this whole movie that that, right. that that I that almost like I, I don't want to say it didn't hold up, but I was like, that was the one part of this it's that question. I didn't un- understand because yeah. she had such a forceful no in the opening yeah. scenes of that movie, and rightly yeah. so, like to say fuck yeah, of off, I'm not good yeah, like fuck that. that, yeah, right. Um, and then yeah. they show her waking up in a sweat thing, and and they but don't really explain. They they make it look like she's almost doing it just to stop the nightmares. Like right. that's almost like what it, but yeah. that doesn't like, make any like, sense. It like was to... hollow for me. I didn't like that. I was like, I don't know that I'd buy that she would do that, but what you just described, I absolutely yeah. would buy that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a shame they cut it out because I think it really, and it's, and I really, I feel bad for Sigourney Weaver in that sense, because even though, I mean, listen, it didn't matter. She was still nominated very deservedly. So for an Oscar for this fucking movie, it's one of the most iconic fucking performances of all time. But, it added so much emotion to that. And there's like a moment, like, you know, the scene where Ripley, it, it, she's putting Newt to sleep and they have this little conversation yeah. in that, in the director's cut, she tells her that she had a daughter and like that she died. And it just like, it had so much to it. And even, and when like, especially like when she goes back to save Newt, like when Newt gets taken by the aliens and they're trying to leave and she goes back to rescue her, it makes it even more. Yeah emotion like you were so invested in it well, because you know like you know she lo- she had a, a child who she lost and like and she's not gonna let to go. she's not gonna let this one she's yeah. not gonna lose this one and it's like why would you cut then, that out and then at the end i mean oh my god like when the queen when she saves in the the final scene when she saves her from the queen and they finally like you know kill the queen right and and, and newt runs to her and says mommy and hugs oh. her are you kidding me like oh my god it's like it's so much more emotional yeah. When you have that, that, you know, backstory and, but I do, but I mean, even still though, I, I have to say, I love, I mean, first of all, I just love that James Cameron clearly respected and, and jumped at the chance to have a strong female lead in this right. movie. And that was one of the reasons why he wanted to do it was because he saw the potential with Ripley to have a really great, strong female character. But I mean, but you know, there's so many great uh layers to her performance and one of the things that I, I love about it is that she and you kind of touched on this before is like she doesn't she resists every every uh opportunity to kind of do it in like a tough sort of action hero kind of way she plays ripley like a she doesn't ever give up her vulnerability she no, always yeah. feels like a real woman. She's not some fucking soldier. She's not, right. she's not putting on some actor. Like it, she is just a real woman who's in this situation who is, but has been traumatized and has these very real feelings that she doesn't try to hide. And like, it's, it ends up being, I mean, truly like Ripley, especially in this movie, I feel like this character is a true, like feminist fucking icon. Like, I mean, and I'm, of course I'm saying this as a, as a man, as a fucking white cis man. Hey, yeah. You, you, but, you and I, you, yeah, we, I look, we're white men. We get to tell people what, what, what is and what isn't right. I she, mean, yeah, we, we said it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everybody needs to listen to us. <laughs> That's right. There's, 
there aren't enough there aren't enough podcasts of just of white men, of white you know, men telling uh, telling people who's who's important and who's telling not. It like it yeah um but no i truly believe like it's just it it's it's one of the most incredible female performances and roles in the history of movies i yeah. think it's just like she, it's such a well-rounded real woman that she creates in this film yeah and i also i really truly love and i really thought about this just watching it this yesterday how much i love that there's this kind of mother-daughter relationship at the heart of it which especially in these kinds of movies is very fucking rare usually it's a father and a son or a mother and a son or a father and a daughter but it's it's almost never a mother and a daughter and that's i true I, 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 you say that i i, I don't I yeah i don't know that. and i actually i thought it was like actually like really fucking kind of beautiful that it's a mother running to save her daughter and just that there is something really kind of unique about that, that again, just adds another shade to this movie that just makes it deeper and more, more involving than your, your typical run of the mill, you know, sci-fi. Yeah. And I, and I think the the other thing about this is that in all of those moments, the director and the, and the, and the way they shoot it, they give you all of the reasons why these things are happening. And you you know yeah. as we've done this, this is like my pet peeves. I, I get very annoyed when the, when people don't yeah. take the extra little step to make something yes. plausible. I don't need it to be a hundred percent like you know every little detail makes sense. I just need it to be plausible. Don't give me something. Yeah. Don't tell me I'm supposed to believe something when when there's an equally op, you know more plausible solution just right there in front of me. But I'm being told that that's not right. what was taken. I don't want to hear that. And what I like about this yeah. is that. It's not that Ripley is just going alone to save Newt. It's that they give yeah. you reasons why she's the only one who can go. Because the everyone else died, right. A. And B, yeah. one guy's uh, it, it got his eye. He's completely out. He can't do anything. And then you need someone driving the damn plane. So, yeah. like, it is only her yeah, that there's... can go. They don't... It, there's no, like... You know where it's like it's I think what logical. yeah, and I think what would have happened in a modern sense is that everyone would have been fine, but she would be the only one to go, as if like I'm going to go kill the motherfucker type of thing. And and I love the fact, like you said, you hit it on the fucking head. Kept her vulnerability. At no yeah. point did I have did she ever except for get away from her, you bitch. Which oh well classic line but she's earned it she's earned point, it by that point and honestly the, the the movie has put the the time and effort in at that point yeah by the way and I have to say, since, yeah since we're on that very kind of similar to jurassic park ending that is kind of like how did the queen sneak onto the ship you know what i mean but again doesn't matter doesn't oh, that matter one's more one plausible I, that one's more plausible to me Really? The movie, the movie, I because I remember this scene, and 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 you know, obviously, I remember the scene with her, and this is moving on to post, you know, post True Lies, James Cameron. He loves those little, uh, you know, animatronic, you know, where you stand in the, I don't know what you call them, the machine she's in at the end, that the the loader. 
Oh, the 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 um. Oh my God, Hang whatever on. it is, I don't know. I don't remember what it's called, but the loader thing. Yeah, the she's... yeah, the loader, the ex exosuit. Exosuit, right? Car- yeah, yeah, the cargo loader. Which the which cargo loader. which he does the exact same thing in Avatar. The end of Avatar is in oh, exosuit, right. yeah. but now this time the bad guys in the exosuit. And anyways, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just regurgitating the same stuff. Anyways, um. I, I think that is perfectly yeah, Fern Gully. Yep. I, I think this is the uh I, I thought that the queen getting on there was perfectly fine. The queen is standing on the on the platform before they leave, right? And then when he starts to leave, they show the landing gear like hit uh, yeah. something and then get caught up, right? I mean, they're basically right. okay. showing that it lingered around on the on they're telling you it lingered and hit some stuff before it pulled away. So I was like, okay, right, okay, I could buy that, and it's in the landing gear. It didn't, it didn't go into the shuttle because they didn't see it. It was yeah. in the landing gear, and as they, when he came around, it was right in the landing gear. I, I was like, okay. they gave Good me point. enough there that I was like, okay, I, I'll buy that. That, that the thing yeah. didn't, uh, you know, um, but also I, just like such, I mean, a brilliant like because you, I mean, like I said, the third act of the movie is so intense, and like you have the final battle with the Marines where like they basically all get like decimated, and then you have them trying to escape and newt getting captured and then ripley going back to rescue her and then they get back on the ship and then the fucking queen shows yeah. up it's just like it's roller coaster yeah it's like oh my god yeah it's, it's roller coaster yeah it's it's, it's, it's it's all over the place yeah and i i'm uh you know i'm right there but i i you know th- this movie was just it was just really good i mean it's just a really good movie as much as i don't like i don't like <laughs> these types of movies i it was it was it was really good. Well, I, I think I think we need to dive into uh, what did Roger say. I'm I'm really curious to hear what Roger said uh, about this movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it will it will echo your feelings pretty oh, really? closely. Really? Okay. Yes. So, um, well, Roger, uh, Roger's uh, review or his his star rating for the film was three and a half stars. He gave okay. it three and a half stars, and. These are this is these were his thoughts. Okay, uh, the ads for Aliens claim that this movie will frighten you as few movies have, and for once, the ads don't lie. The movie is so intense that it creates a problem for me as a reviewer. Do I praise its craftsmanship, or do I tell you it left me feeling wrung out and unhappy? <laughs> it has been a week since I saw it, so the emotions have faded a little, leaving with me an appreciation of the movie's technical qualities. But when I walked out of the theater, there were knots in my stomach from the film's roller coaster ride of violence. This is not the kind of movie where it means anything to say you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> Aliens is absolutely, painfully, and unremittingly intense for at least its last hour. I have never seen a movie that maintains such a pitch of intensity for so long. It's like being on some kind of hair-raising carnival ride that never stops. I don't know how else to describe this. The movie made me feel bad. (laughs) It filled me with feelings of unease and disquiet and anxiety. I walked outside and I didn't want to talk to anyone. (laughs) I was drained. I'm not sure Aliens is what we mean by entertainment, yet I have to be accurate about this movie. It is a superb example of filmmaking craft. The supporting players are sharply drawn. The special effects are professional. I'm giving the movie a high rating for its skill and professionalism, and because it does the job, it says it will do. I am also advising you not to eat before you go see it. <laughs> oh. Oh. So I, I mean, that, is that God's relating? Ears. That is... That is, that is, that is, that is the gospel. You, he has hit the but nail yeah. on the head. 
but but truly it was something reading that did make me go wow i i guess yeah this movie must have been really really intense for the time because there have been so and it's what made me realize how influential it was because there have been so many imitators yeah. since so many movies about a group of characters try, fighting off a horde of something even fucking like starship troopers is, is yeah. an aliens you know kind of uh you know uh uh whatever movie movie sure <laughs> um yeah so it's i mean yeah i this movie this movie's amazing i i i can't really yeah i honestly i have no criticisms of it i truly don't it's also one of the movies that and i didn't really talk about this but aside from being one of the greatest sequels ever and just a a brilliant movie one of the best movies of the 80s and just one of just a great movie in its own right and a classic this movie also for me i associate very deeply with being like 11 12 13 year old kid and when you first start watching r-rated movies like this is one of those movies that i associate with that time which was which is a very special time especially like i can just say at a young boy like when you first start watching r-rated movies and you you discover these 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 you know the violence and the action and the the the, the all the scary parts and just it's just like it's so the excitement of it and the, and the terror of it and all of it like this movie like I, I feel like this movie, Predator, um, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, um, See, you I, know, I, I, these, oh, are, these are movies that I really like they make like this is the kind of movie like honestly, Aliens makes me think of like my friends. It makes me think of the kind of movie that like we would watch that would get us really pumped up. Yeah. And it's like similar to kind of Monster Squad in, in a way it scratches that itch of just like. <laughs> It makes me think of being a, a young boy just going, oh, my God, movies can be so fucking awesome. Yeah, Matt, you know? I, I don't know how you can put this movie, Aliens, with Lethal Weapon. Like, I understand. Um, well, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying in terms of R-rated like movies. R-rated movies. Yeah, I, I just, you know, because I did not have yeah. that feeling with Aliens. I mean, I yes, I think of Aliens. Honestly, Aliens has been when I was a kid, when I was 12, 13 years old, Aliens was a movie that was scary and I didn't want to watch it. And now as a 40 year old, it's scary and I don't want to watch it. So like for me, for me, it is, it has held the same fucking position in my mind from, for the last 27 years, which is don't fucking watch this movie. Um, it, 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 I don't get any excitement out of it. It, it's, it's just pure, like unadulterated terror like i just it's not good at all and and again i can now as an adult it really admire as roger dubert said the skill that it took to make that movie because it is it is a it's just a great movie but it's undeniable um, really it's undeniable yeah you can't deny how great of a movie it is but it's just um you know, yeah. there's a lot that we we didn't talk about, but you know, like Alien. I, th- I one thing I didn't I wanted to mention to you, but it's just I think funny the stylistic choices in this time frame of what deep space travel is going to be like, and how it's like this very industrial, dirty, like yes, grungy yeah, like thing. Kinda, yeah. Um, yeah, that was yeah. That feels really odd to me now. I, I don't think it right. felt that weird then. But like now, it feels very weird because everything in space mm-hmm. now is portrayed as being like really super high tech, and that felt very right. like pristine, 
yeah, pristine and clean and whatnot. Yes. And even the even the opening yeah. sequence, I didn't and I wrote I didn't write this down, but it just popped in my head. When they when Paul Reiser's we didn't even talk about Paul Reiser, who's one of the best. I know. Like, I, I kind of want to. I know. I kind of want to talk char- about. Some yeah, people. his character, Paul Reiser's ca- character, is a snivel. Like he 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 is a yuppie. Oh. he is a classic eighties. Oh, like honestly, and he he is he is. A, I don't know when. When did Wall Street come out? Uh, right around this time, eighty-seven, I think. Okay, so right around this time. <laughs> the, there is this feeling in the eighties of greed is good. Yeah. That whole kind of Wall oh, yeah. Street thing. That he is yeah. like just epitomizing, and the very fact that he's gonna oh, yeah. like impregnate one of the humans and bring them back for profit, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. yeah, no, yuppies still exist in the in the, in the future for sure. Yes, um, no, I think uh, yeah, Paul Reiser was like he was perfectly cast in this part, which is kind of crazy to think because like. We grew up in the nineties with him from fucking mad about you and like being a comic and stuff. And it's funny because actually, even in this movie, he's not comic relief. He's actually just, it's a very straight role who ends up being very sinister, but like he's still perfectly cast because he's kind of like instantly likable and you don't suspect him. And he plays it so well of like making you think, Oh yeah, this guy's actually good. And he has Ripley's best interest in mind. And it turns out he's a total, he's, he's awful. And you know, but like, I thought he was like perfectly cast and I thought he was, he was so great. And I thought I also, I gotta, we gotta talk a little bit about Lance Henriksen in this movie as Bishop. I mean, fucking yeah, he hit it, but I want to, I'm glad you brought up Bishop because I think the point that I wanted to make about Paul Reiser has to do with Bishop. I feel like yeah. Paul Reiser through this, yes, he's instantly likable, but he plays it, he has like, I, I don't know if you caught this, but this is what I caught. I feel like through this movie he has like dead eyes. Like, huh. like I got the feeling yeah. that he plays it very like emotionless, like he's very yeah. calculating and he doesn't, he's like very dead eyes. And what yes. I think is interesting is that maybe the director, and I don't know this, I'm just speculating here, but maybe the director made a choice of like, okay, we've got dead eye Paul Reiser who is a human who like yeah. is going to screw over the humans and then you've got mm-hmm. a dead-eyed synthetic in bishop who literally <laughs> basically saves everybody yeah, through, through selflessness hero, yeah. yeah and like yeah i felt like that, that yeah like the the two of them both have this affect and the way they they their mannerisms are i feel like mm. through this movie and yeah that's um, interesting and I and I, I I don't know. I just I don't know if that was a choice or maybe it just happened that way. But it was like I. It's very interesting that that kind of juxtaposition between what is supposed to be a synthetic AI person who has no human emotion and a human who's supposed right. to have all the human emotion, and the two are flipped yeah. off in how they're how they act, which I think is and and Sigourney Weaver makes the point <laughs> of, of, of but right. she ref- compares us compares Riser to the alien and saying that like, yeah. well, they're not you know trying to sell trying each, to other out. each other yeah. out yeah yeah oh yeah that's a great point yeah i that is yeah and i just and i just love lance hendrickson is so fucking he's one of those actors those character actors especially for like our time right these movies like he's another actor when i think of these kind of movies like from can you name you know, another movie 80s, I, I i like i know his he, face i can't put him in another movie in oh, my yeah. head. okay well he's i mainly know him from he was in this obviously he was in he was in the first terminator he's worked with james cameron a couple times he was in the first terminator okay he was in um uh what you remember hard target i do remember how can i not come on do i remember hard target 
Well, Matt, but he on. was the villain. He was he was Fouchon, oh, Yes, the he was. Hard Target. He was. Yeah. Right. And okay. Yes, and I remember he, Hard Target. Yeah. Well, and he was in. Well, he was in Powder. And oh my he was God, in, I remember uh, Powder too. Yep. Uh, so he, yeah, and he was just just okay. one of those actors that even, even movies I didn't see, I would see him on in like trailers or on video box sets. Like he's uh, when we talk about this era of like video store movies and everything, like he's definitely one of those act, those character actors I associate with with my childhood and these kind of like getting into these darker R rated movies and like. And, and and looking back, like he was, he's so fucking great. Like such a such a fucking solid actor. Every in whatever it is, like he's kind of in the Michael Ironside category of these really just just awesome character actors who just every time you saw their name in the credits, you're like, oh fuck, awesome. Like at least I'm gonna see one great performance for sure. You know, right. it's like he's just one of those those really dependable fucking guys. And yeah, I just he's so great in this. And Bishop just such an awesome character and 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 yeah but that is very interesting the 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 comparison between him and paul riser i never thought about that but that is yeah that's definitely something to think about for sure Hmm. well matt two two nuns up right i i for sure yeah i mean this yeah this movie is a straight-up classic i mean i i think of the movies we've done i'd say you know, after Jurassic Park, this is the one I would say is absolutely 100% a certified classic. Yeah, they're both, and if you they're haven't seen great. it, you you got to see it. And this is just it's just fucking undeniably great. One of the greatest sequels of all time. Yeah. Uh, and and just yeah, I mean, a great fucking movie. You know, uh, James Cameron's latter day work uh, to one side, which we'll get to eventually. Watch watch, watch it in the era, daytime, people. Watch it in this the daytime. era, James Cameron though. Is I got nothing but respect and nothing but praise. Yep. This movie fuck rocks. Yeah, he did a great job in it. All right, we got to pick the we got to pick the next one, right? Are we we? Yeah. What are we doing? Are we doing so, Halloween? We got ha- October coming up. Are we are we Halloweening was, it up? What are we doing? I I was thinking we should because yeah, we're coming back in October. This is going to be the fucking month of hell for me. I know you're you're gonna. I know, and now. Now I'm like, oh shit! Now I got to. I'm going to be more selective. About I know. These, you know <laughs> Let's really movies. ratchet up um, all the anger that I'm going to have. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, Jesus. I have. So I made. Okay, I did. I went through and I I, I selected a few. I have 24 movies here okay. that are kind of Halloween-y. of the list or of of the era movies that are kind of Halloweeny or appropriate for that time. But um, let's see. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna let's go ahead and start. Let's start easy. I'm going to let's and and let's go ahead and for our first pick I'll choose something that I think will be will go down kind of smoothly and be a little more palatable to your sensitive your your sensitive you know uh sensibilities and your 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 sensitive palate. <laughs> um why don't we go with uh the sixth sense? Okay. How's that? Is that too scary? No, sixth sense. Well, I don't remember the movie that I I, I the, the wow. Sixth Sense has a scene in it that is the scariest scene <laughs> that I've ever Dude, seen. This is what I'm so excited. I can't I wait. Because truly, I have I many memories of watching scary scenes together. And yes, Matt, this one I remember. I, the the very scene well. at the beginning of that movie. Mm-hmm. Where there is a ch- there a man in his underwear staring into it yeah. that that scene haunts me to this day. I I 
It, Do you it, know who that was? Uh, uh, I can see his fucking face, but I, I don't. I, I hope I know not, because and we're going to save it, because I think when you find out, you're going to be genuinely shocked. OK, OK, I'll I'll uh, <laughs> don't look it up. I won't look it up. Let's save it. Uh, Let's but save golly, it. <laughs> um, that that scene. Oh, that scene still. Oh, great. This was. Yeah, this, just thinking this about it, I'm, Matt, I, I fucking I'm not. Oh, I, right. I cho- I'm choosing. Okay. Well, I'm choosing it because I think it's appropriate for the time, but I also think it was one of those movies that it was genuinely like seeing it in the theater was a big. It was a big deal at the time, and of course, right. it was a massive success. I think for a lot of people, it was a big deal. But like, this was one of those movies that the theatrical experience of seeing it was very. I I very yeah. vividly remember it, and I remember it have being very unexpected, and. uh not really being prepared for for what it was going to be. And this is Haley Joel Osment when he like this is his first movie Absolutely. that he really got big. This is yeah, this was when he he exploded. When he exploded. It's not like he went on to be a great adult actor or whatever, but um well, but he had a run. He, well, it's hard to talk. And then he did AI, which is, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite movies. You can't top that. So yeah, I, you know, he's he got like a, four or five movies there in a, in a very tight span when he was like seven years old. I yeah. felt like it's a tough, it's a tough act to follow. Yeah, that's for sure. and like, it's like, and, and God, he's great. Yeah, and he's great in those movies. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's tough to get a. It's like, well, and we should talk about that. There's only a few handful of people who have gone from child actors to to actual, oh, yeah. you know, big actors. Very, very short list. I, yeah, I can only think sure. of two off of my head that are that were young that became adult actors that did anything and that's true barrymore and um elijah wood that's true i mean well elijah wood for sure seems to god bless him he's kept his shit together man that guy i don't know how he he's been it. doing this yeah. he was a wee babe and he seems to be a really fucking well-adjusted cool guy yes so. yeah well done drew Love barrymore you, had her demons when she did it but but like i feel like but she's but God, God, she's the greatest. Too, oh, she's so, great I mean, too. Yeah. yeah, no, she's fantastic. But um, um, I can't think of another one who's like. Yeah, there's yeah, there no. It's a very it's a very short list. Um, for sure, it's not a it's a it's a tough it's a tough road those child actors have to face. Um, yeah, that's why I'm glad I um work in a warehouse. <laughs> in my life. And I'm in roofing. So, yeah. we yeah. Matt, aren't we lucky? We didn't. We weren't I, a child uh, actor. <laughs> I know. I'm so. I am so grateful. And now we just get to sit here casting as aspersions. What is, what is casting aspersions? Is it is casting aspersions casting judgment? Is that basically what that is? I think so. What are aspersions? Aspersions? I don't know. Do you know what an aspersion is? I don't. This is one of those random terms that just occurred to me that I'm like, wait a second. What is? I don't know any other usage of that word uh, uh, or of the aspersion? root of it or the context. It sounds like you're slurring casting the word Persian in a in a Persian. We're casting Persians at you. We're Persian. Stop casting Persians at me. Okay. Uh, Do you <laughs> I hang on, I just thought of a random memory of um <laughs> Feel free to clue me. You in. know this this is so okay. I'm gonna. I mean, I can edit this out. I'll probably cut it out. But this is so <laughs> random and fucking stupid. But do you remember the song "Sex and Candy"? Yeah, by Marcy Playground. The I mean, hit '90s indie alt rock song. Sexy. Yeah. I I smell sex and candy. Yeah, that song. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I only bring this up because my memory of it was that you were involved or there in this revelation. But I don't. This is so. I can't believe I am, and I'm willingly telling this story. I don't and this know is like, where you're going with this. So I I can't believe. So there's the the lyrics of the chorus are, I smell sex and candy. Yeah, <laughs> who's that lounging in my chair? Yeah, whatever. Who's that casting devious stares in my direction? And. <laughs> I don't know where you're I going thought, with this. I thought he was saying <laughs> "Divia stares," and and I wasn't thinking of stares like like someone looking at you. I was thinking of actual stares. And <laughs> it's nonsense. I like, and I <laughs> just I remember. I don't know if you were there or as a boyfriend. <laughs> But I, I, I revealed this. And they, I mean, it was just like I cast devious stares at you. Like I'm throwing. Like, it was walking downstairs. Absurd. <laughs> like, like I said, listen, I'm sorry. That didn't pay off. And that was just absolute madness and absurdity. But casting aspersions made me think of casting devious stares, uh, which is, I mean. I mean, but hey, it's a 90s podcast, so it's a, a reference that makes sense. But holy shit, I, I'm, I'm, Ugh. it's funny. I feel like I am, I'm sabotaging myself. I'm revealing too much through this podcast. I am I like, I don't think so. I think you're, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's the appropriate amount of, of, of insight. Um. I, oh my God, that's uh, the stupidest thing that ever happened. I, I'm sorry. I just I don't know why I had to bring that up again. This will just this is cutting room floor. This is fodder for the cutting room floor. Oh, but I felt devious stairs. Oh, 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 those man. stairs. I want I want to oh. go down them, but they look so devious. Oh, don't go down those stairs. I don't like I don't like the way those stairs are looking at me. Those stairs are like, plotting what? against me in a devious a manner. I mean Ugh. I swear I have a brain. I have a brain that works sometimes. <laughs> oh. It just confuses oh, words. Oh man. God. That was nice. All right. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so that was my little. All right, so we're doing the six cents. We're doing the six cents. That's that's what we're doing. Yeah, let's do the six. Let's do the six cents, and this is is cents as in like not like cents as in like the sixth uh, penny. This is the six cents. Yeah, no, the. Yes, the sixth sense. It's about uh, it's about a child who finds six pennies in the gutter. <laughs> Not the Bruce Willis story. And tries to buy this a is... loaf of bread to feed his family. This is during World War II. Uh, that sounds like a movie with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. It's a little known. It's a little known Polish film that um, <laughs> very few people. They're not aware of, but it's a masterpiece. Uh, masterpiece. That's what we're gonna watch. All right. The sixth sense. I the swear to God, sense. if if there is a movie out there called The Sixth Sense that <laughs> exists, I'm gonna watch it. Okay. And just and I'm just gonna talk about that one next episode. <laughs> Please, if you There's come no, back and we no watch Bruce the... Willis, no Haley Joel, just six cents. Six pennies, man. Six pence. Six pence. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, happy 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 Halloween. Oh, it's god. that time of year and it, this is going to be fun. I can't wait to I know to you're, traumatize. You're thrilled. I'm I'm hating this. All right. Um six cents. <laughs> I don't have an equal thing, man. There's not a movie set that I can force upon you that's going to that's going to get payback on you hey, you're going to love it all, but I I I'm I have two I have two well, three words for you, Rodgers and Hammerstein. Oh, 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 we could watch some musicals. Oh, that's, that's I should, wonderful. Oh, fuck, I shouldn't have revealed that. Oh. I shouldn't have revealed that. Man, I think the dichotomy between you, I don't know what happened to us. We have such schizophrenic <laughs> movie tastes. Like, I feel <laughs> like... I'm, I'm, you like... It's so funny. I'm you the, like musicals and sunny things, and I'm like... <laughs> it's not just that. It's that, like, I'm like... Uh, I, I'm like the... I, I'm the one who likes I'm sports watch that man right and out of wrestling. My hair. That... Yeah, I'm the one who's like sports and wrestling and like all that <laughs> stuff. But you put me in a scary movie, and I'm like the guy. I, I like I sit in a corner with my hands over my eyes, and I'm like watching through fingertips. But you put a you put you put Roger and Hammerstein. You give me Julie Andrews and some and some Technicolor, and I'm in heaven. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh. let's see those people dance. And, and I am and I am wishing for death. You're wishing for death. You know, you, <laughs> you don't want to watch a single sporting event if if you can help it, but give yourself some terrifying oh, horror flick and you're just I'd rather, smiling. I'd, r- I'd rather I'd rather watch a public execution than watch a sport. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's half the fucking horror movies that we have to watch here in the next <laughs> month is public executions <laughs> of some kind or another. Yes, um, I know you want to watch that more than a fucking sporting event because that's what we're gonna do for the next month. Oh man! And not to mention, my wife like some of these, all of these movies. Lexi watches with me. She will not watch these. It's gonna be me alone on my porch okay. in the dark watching these Good. fucking movies. <laughs> on your porch? Oh God, you're you're outside in the on porch the alone. outside porch alone. Oh, that's like, even better. With with animals running around me on the outside and ugh, this is <laughs> awful this oh is awful. god all right on that note i'm, I'm going i'm out. going to bed before i freak myself out i'm i'm I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm out all right make sure you keep your, your nightlight on i will definitely do that all right matt <laughs> you have a good evening <laughs> yeah six cents uh yeah. and uh we'll do it again here soon uh we'll be there uh or be square um Again, nah, fuck. I can't. <laughs> I don't like to. You know what it is? I don't like to say goodbye. I don't like saying <laughs> goodbye. It's it's just hard for me to say goodbye. So just gobbledygook comes out of my mouth. <laughs>